Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. My guest today is Jenny Mannion. She shares her running journey on social media and also hosts a run club for girls in London. In this conversation, we discuss how Jenny first got into fitness, how running changed her life, her experience of doing an ultramarathon on the hottest day of the year, her advice for people in their 20s, the negative effects of alcohol, why you should remove toxic people from your life, and so much more. I really loved this conversation with Jenny. It's very relaxed. It's very chatty. We talk about lots of girly things, but there's also some really great advice and a lot of important takeaways as well. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation and let's get on with the episode. Jenny, welcome to the Personal Best Podcast. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Yeah. I'm really excited about this conversation, actually. Sometimes I get a bit nervous before, but I feel like I'm just it's I'm excited today. Yeah, so, same. <laughs> the first thing I want to ask is, for anybody that doesn't know you and they don't follow your social media, can yeah. you just give us a little personal introduction? Where are you from? What do you do? Yeah, so I'm Jenny. I am from the North, but I've lived in London for six years now. Um I post my running journey on social media. I've dabbled in lots of different fitness though. So I've done powerlifting, I've done CrossFit, functional fitness, um, found a passion for running, started posting about it. And so far it's going quite well. Um, I have a full-time corporate job as well. So doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to balance as well. Talk me through your fitness journey a little bit. I know there's definitely a running things that I want to get into. But yeah. were you always sporty and active as a kid no I was I was that kid who got sent out of PA like (laughs) honestly I was just such a naughty kid I'm like ADHD riddled so I was just that kid that got sent out of PA and then when I was like 18 um might go in too deep too far right but so when I was like 18 uh, my parents were like going through a divorce and I was like right I need to be out the house so I got a pure gym membership and just started running on the treadmill (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing I just pegged it every day Um, and then I went traveling, gained a little bit of weight from drinking so much, um, and started my fitness journey when I was living in Sydney because the lifestyle there is so fitnessy. Yeah. I've heard from friends that have lived in Australia. That the fitness culture is mad there. So I got into fitness there. Um, I was running, I was doing boxing. I was, I kind of had like a bad relationship with food. So I was really skinny at the time as well. Um, and then my PT told me that he thinks I needed to lift weights. So I listened, um, started lifting weights, wanted to get really strong. I was like inspired by girls in the gym that were like lifting really heavy weights and also girls on social media at the time as well that were lifting weights. I was kind of inspired by. 
started lifting weights, got into powerlifting, um, carried on. I got really strong for a while, moved to London, um, carried on lifting weights. Lockdown happened. And then from there, I joined a CrossFit box and started running, I guess. And now here I am. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, honestly, I love hearing about people's journeys because whenever I've asked that question, everybody has a different answer as to how they got into fitness. And it might be from like a really positive place mm. or a bit of a dark place sometimes, I yeah. guess, in, in your case. But I'm really pleased that you kind of managed to turn that around and make fitness like a hobby and a, a positive thing in your life yeah no definitely so I want to get into your running journey mm. because that's where I came across your social media profile you've yeah. kind of built this following I guess around sharing that journey yeah. so talk me through when you went on that first long run <laughs> and how it's kind of transitioned from there yeah so I actually because I was doing CrossFit at the time I signed up for a functional fitness competition called High Rocks. I don't know if you've heard yes, of it yeah and in High Rocks, you have to run eight kilometers. And I is sat- it eight kilometers in one go? It's a basically a kilometer split by different things. Okay. So, and I was like, oh my god, like that is so far. I couldn't believe it. And I was kind of on this like journey at the time um, with like different types of fitness. And I was like, I need to start running. So I went to a run club, um, Pure Sport Run Club in London. It's really popular in Battersea Park. My friend asked me to go from work. And the loop was five kilometers. And after 2K, I was gassed. (laughs) I sat down on the floor and I remember the, I guess the owner of Pure Sport was like, come on. And I I just couldn't. Oh my God. I kept on going back. And my friend at the time had just signed up to Hackney Half. And I thought, why not? Like, it's going to push me into it. And then I just kept showing up, I guess. Um, Did Hackney Half. I carried on doing some long runs over the summer and the same friend that asked me to go on to the run club asked me to do a marathon with him. So my friend, he's ran about 130 marathons. Yeah, so I was originally, when I met him, I thought he was absolutely off his head. (laughs) I was like, okay, 130 marathons, you do you. Um, But he actually was a big reason why I got into running. Um, Did a marathon with him and then from a marathon, I thought, what's next? (laughs) an ultra marathon and signed up basically that is amazing I mean yeah. from not going not being able to run five kilometers yeah yeah to doing an ultra marathon is yeah. insane but after you struggled to do the 5k I think a lot of people at that point would just give up and think running's not for me yeah but why did you decide to actually persevere and and try and run that long distance I'm really stubborn <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I think if like, I can't do something, I just want to keep on going back. And I think in the beginning, I really hated running. And I was like, but I think from speaking to some runners at the time as well, and they were just talking around their mindset around it and, you know, to just slow down and kind of chill out. And I think a lot of people hate running. But, well, they say they hate running, but they don't actually hate running. They hate running fast. Mm. I think when you actually just slow down, like, enjoy it, um, and that's one thing I really did is just kind of like slow down and chill out. You know, I always say to everyone, we're not competing at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, it's such a, yeah. it's so important that because when I go to my family home, we quite often do park runs on a Saturday. It became yeah. like a weekly thing when I lived there. And some days I really wouldn't want to go or my mom really wouldn't want to go. But mm. we'd always just say to each other, like, it's just a plod, like just enjoy it. Like yeah. you don't have to hit a PB this week, just turn up and do it. And Every time I did, I felt so great afterwards. But I don't know why we put this pressure on ourselves that we need to be super fast all the time. Yeah, people put pressure on themselves. I think like apps like Strava, Instagram, people can put this pressure on themselves to be like this athlete. But at the end of the day, like we're we're not. (laughs) We're just trying to be the best version of ourselves. So I think once I got into that mindset to just slow down, if I needed to walk, I can walk. And then I just kept going back. Yeah, yeah. something mum's always said to me, because she was the one that got me into running a bit when we did like Race for Life and things when I was younger. And in that moment where you're really struggling whilst running, like your, you know, chest is heavy, you can't breathe, your legs hurt. She always said to me, like, you've just got to keep doing what you're doing. Because I think you suddenly think it's going to get way worse. But actually, you've just got to keep at that pace or slow down. Yeah. And you can maintain it. So like, don't put too much stress Pressure on yourself on yeah no definitely and I think it's there's something about running as well because I always think when people start 
like a weightlifter journey, for example. Let's say you go in and you, I remember when I first started, I couldn't squat the bar. Like I was like nearly collapsing under this 20 kg bar, right? (laughs) And then, you know, I just kept going back, kept going back and built up the weight that I was lifting. It's just the same with running. Like you just have to keep showing up. But I think people think it's a little bit more simple because it's just putting one foot in front of the other. But you just have to keep going back. Yeah, no, definitely. So I asked the same question to Ree because obviously she's a keen runner. But yeah. If someone wants to get into running or they've maybe been on a couple runs but they haven't really stuck to it, what mm. advice would you give to people who are wanting to make running a part of their life? Honestly, don't read into it too much. Just go out the door. Like, get out the door, run 2K and just carry on going back. I think social media at the moment has made running quite aesthetic. Yeah, definitely. Um, when, you know, it doesn't really have to be aesthetic. Those things will come over time. Just get out the door and just start moving. Um, Again, I think sometimes having a goal as well can really help. So, you know, signing up to your first 5K, your first 10K or even your first half marathon because then, you know, you're running a half marathon, you're kind of forced to go out and yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah, it's something I completely forgot to mention in the last podcast about running, but I did do a half marathon. Oh, like nice. Three years ago. Yeah. And um, it was during A-levels as well. Yeah. So it was a bit of a stressful time, but the running actually was a really great way to de-stress and I think having some sort of plan in place and a goal to work towards makes that journey a little bit easier because you know that it's for something. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like you can do it because you enjoy it, but also you then are able to like make progress, which I think is really nice as well. Definitely. The, so the guy that I talked about who did the 130 marathons, he actually, he coached me for my ultra and like just even having the plan to work towards you know not being able to run 5k to run in 50 yeah like because once you see the plan and you see the goal ahead then you actually show up more because yeah. I was like if I don't run I'm how how am I gonna run 50k exactly so yeah. talk to me about that I've written ultra marathon <laughs> in capital letters on my notes yeah so how was that experience for you <laughs> well it was on the hottest day of the year so <laughs> yeah At the time, on the day, like, obviously I did it right, but I can't lie, I was a little bit frustrated with the weather because I trained so hard. How hot was it? It was, like, 33 degrees. Oh, my goodness. And, like, I'm from the north. I'm built for 15 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) I'm built for 15 degree weather. Um, But I actually think the the best experience of it was the training. Like, so actually seeing myself progress. Um, Yes, it was on the hottest day of the year, so it took me a lot longer than I originally wanted. but I think the whole day was kind of like, because of the heat, it was slightly like <laughs> a delirious moment, if that yeah, kind of makes sense. Yeah, but again, like I would tell anyone to do it. I think the actual journey to it, I sit here wonder now, what would I be doing right now if I didn't sign up to this ultra marathon? I probably wouldn't be sat here talking to you. Mm. I wouldn't have my run club. I wouldn't, you know, be doing all these things with social media because when I signed up to the ultra, I was like, I'm going to start posting the journey about this. And I think that's where most people who follow me now or come to my run club found me. Yeah. If that kind of makes sense. So I think the actual signing up to it was the best thing that I could have done, even though the day, you know, itself wasn't the best. Yeah. But because of the heat. But yeah. <laughs> it's like that slightly cheesy quote that it's not about the destination it's about the journey yeah and it has been like a hell of a journey for you to get there I think you did a reel of um your um it was a video where you said from not being able to run 5k to doing 50 and then yeah. it was you crossing the finish line to like this motivational music and gave me goosebumps yeah so I was like that's amazing I know honestly like it it's definitely the best thing that I've done for myself is yeah. signing up I agree like it's about being the journey to get there and like I do wonder where I'd be if I didn't mm. sign up to it or what I'd be doing right now. Yeah. yeah. So what what were your main takeaways from the training? Because obviously you're someone that also works a corporate job. I'm yeah. guessing that takes up a lot of your time. Yeah. So to then also be training for such a long distance event, is it's not going to be easy. No, definitely. Like I, I completely dedicated myself to it. So I, I stopped drinking um, during the time. I made a lot of my runs like social. So I bring my friends along with me. Um and stuff like that. So main main takeaways, I always say it to anyone, like you just have to, to get good at something, you just have to keep showing up. And that's just the mindset that I had there. Another one was like to not care about pace when I'm doing it. 
some days you're going to feel great some days you're not going to um to not kind of care about pace and just enjoy it you know I wasn't training to win it (laughs) I just wanted to do it for myself so whether I did it in six hours or nine hours like that was it basically yeah yeah yeah. and I think running is such a mental battle because I guess no fitness journey is linear, but I think running in particular, you can be on a training plan and sticking to it, but you still might just have a really crap run. Yeah. Because there's so many variables, like, I don't know, are you fueled properly? Like, what's the weather doing? Like, even are you on your period? Like, yeah. for us as women, there's so many different factors that go into it. And it can be quite demoralizing, I think, when you do go out for a run and mm. it's isn't how you expected it to go a hundred percent and I so I have a like a Facebook group as well with girls that run and that's like one of the main questions that they actually ask is why are some runs good and others aren't yeah and I always do say to people I do think there's a lack of education out there of like how your cycle can actually affect you as well so I know the phase I don't know the exact name but the phase before you come on is like when you're at your most weak I think yeah yeah and that that was actually on the old (laughs) round well yeah so like I didn't feel great but even that like sleep fuel um that's something I really had to like try and nail in the training of course I was like Jenny get off TikTok and go to bed yeah (laughs) eat your vegetables eat your protein I think sleep and fuel if you're training for something like that is literally everything there's a lot of fancy supplements on social media you can be doing but honestly I think it's like nailing the simple things like Mm -hmm. I saw a video someone posted on TikTok and it was like I hate to say it but going out and doing exercise is really benefiting my mental health and it's like it does like getting adequate sleep like fueling your body you know going out and getting exercise all of those things will make you feel better even though they're always the like most comfortable things to do I guess yeah I know I I saw that I saw that TikTok as well and it is it's just when you start eating well drinking water and sleeping right a, a lot of things start to go, yeah, <laughs> to go well I, I suddenly feel amazing like, yeah. I wonder why that is <laughs> literally um so talk to me a little bit about this run club that you set up then when yeah. did you do that and, and how's it all going yeah so it's that it's going so much better than I ever could have like actually pictured wow so when I first had the idea because so I was going to some run clubs in London and I'm just a slow girl like I'm a lot slower than most other runners um and so when I was going to these run clubs like they're great and you know fair play to everyone else for running at the level that they can but I was in their um slow group gasping for my life at the back <laughs> and I yeah. was like and it was I wasn't getting the the kind of social aspect from it or enjoying it if that kind of makes sense because you're Uh, not like running with the yeah front I guess yeah exactly and I was always kind of like at the back and stuff like that and there was um she this girl on Instagram probably doesn't even know it now but a girl actually messaged me asking if she should go to a run club and I encouraged her to go and then she messaged me after the run club saying that she struggled to keep up and by the time she was done everyone was getting a selfie at the end oh bless her and Honestly, that something in that just like broke my heart a little bit because I know what that's kind of like, if that kind of makes sense. And she probably doesn't know it now, but I, she sparked a thought in my brain. I was like, I wonder if I could start a run club. And at first, I think there was a little bit of anxiety in me to be like, I didn't want to say it was a run club just in case no one showed up. Um, so I put it on Instagram. I was like, if anyone wants to come um, on one of these like, runs. Join me on a run. Yeah, just like send me a DM. So I made a little WhatsApp chat. And I said, on the first one, I said, here's where we're going to meet. Here's like what we're going to do. Um, just leave an emoji of you coming on this message. And I remember my friend came with me, the first run club. I was like walking up to the meeting bit thinking, God, no one's going to be there. And there was this like about 10 girls in running jackets. <laughs> I oh was so gosh. buzzing. And then from there, it's built, it's built up and built up. Um, and then last week we had 150 girls that showed up to run 5K. Wow. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so is it like a weekly thing that you're yeah. setting up and you just pick a location and stuff basically yeah, yeah. so weekly thing that I set up the distances have all been um quite different in the ultra training I was bringing girls along for long runs but at the moment it's kind of just been 5ks um and just different routes every every week so I try and pick like a nice route in London like last week we ran from like Tower Bridge to um Vauxhall 
which are you get to see some of the sites. And I think a big reason, because I think it's really hard to meet people in a big city that isn't going out and getting hammered every weekend. So it's just for the girls to wake up and just have a wholesome start to the weekend, just meet some new girls, um, have a coffee. And most people do come on their own. I, I say at the beginning, I'm like, can I get a show of hands who's come on their own and 80% of the people actually put their hand up, which is so nice. Yeah, so I, I love that. And I yeah. think I can resonate so much because when I first moved to London for uni, um, I'm in quite a unique situation where I live by myself, which yeah. is, I'm very grateful for that. And then I joined this um, degree course, which was really small. Mm. And so suddenly I'm in this massive city, yeah. basically all on my own. And there were a few like weeks and months of just feeling quite lonely, even though I'm someone that enjoys my own company because yeah. suddenly I didn't have like mates calling on me and asking if I wanted to go to the gym or grab a coffee or anything like that. And mm. so I think it's run clubs like yours that do encourage people to show up and make friends and also do something that's going to benefit Them. their health and well-being because, yes, going out drinking is fun, but it's not necessarily contributing that side of things yeah definitely and I think like one of the like the best parts of the run club for me has been like watching the girls follow each other Instagram there was a few girls that signed up to a half marathon together and stuff like that so that is like for me is making me feel really fulfilled (laughs) yeah of course course. I want to talk to you about um your why yes because obviously we've touched on kind of what you're doing in terms of your fitness journey and also building this run club. But you made a really quite inspirational reel on Instagram about finding your why. I just wondered if you could kind of touch on aspects of that for people. Yeah, so before lockdown, I was, like I said to you before, right, I was a gym girl. Like, I just cared about, you know, looking good, like (laughs) having a big ass, you know, talking to boys. Um, I didn't really, I wasn't very empathetic as well. And lockdown hit and for such an extrovert who's obsessed with fitness, I think my mental health during lockdown just started to kind of spiral. So I I lost two jobs. I was made redundant twice. I got cheated on. Like, you know, slowly over time, my mental health just started to decline. Lockdown just any, like, it just exacerbated everything. Like, my mom is the most positive person I know. And even in lockdown, she struggled. Like, yeah. So to have shit things like that happen as well, I can't even imagine... Yeah, it was um, it was such a like a crazy time looking back. Like I I almost can't even recognize the girl that I was during that time, but I think as well like during that time we like in my house like I lived with a few other young people and we were just we weren't handling it best. Like we were getting like really drunk every weekend. There was nothing else to do. There's nothing really. else to do, right? And I think over time, my mental health just like really declined. Like I was in the worst place I've ever been in my life. And I actually got a call from my mom and my stepdad had um, had a seizure and passed away. Oh, and I was like, no, it's okay. I was like, oh my God, like something on that day, just like sh- it shocked me so much. I was kind of like, I need to sort my life out. Life is so short. I need to sort myself out. Um, and because you could have gone the other way right I think when I found out that I could have gone way further the other way but into like drinking and yeah that kind of thing but something in it when it happened I was like oh my god like life is so short like I need to really sort my life out so from there went to therapy um when the gym's open again I started training again I laid off the booze for a while so I didn't drink for eight months Whilst, wow. yeah, whilst I was getting back into fitness and that's part of like signing up to, like I started signing up to like competitions, just like throwing myself into CrossFit competitions when I wasn't very good. <laughs> Did high rocks a couple of times, half marathons. Um, I think at the beginning, the why as well, because like when I was on those long first runs, I, I, I said this in the real right, when I was on those long first runs, my mind kind of went back to that girl that was anxious in lockdown and like you kind of like it sounds so cheesy. I was like, just do it for her. I, I was doing it for her, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, I guess now I'm here. <laughs> I love that. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think I'm really sorry to hear about your stepdad, but mm-hmm. to be able to take something like that and turn it into kind of a fuel that then yeah encourages you to like move forward is so amazing. And it's something that a previous guest spoke about when their dad passed away, mm-hmm. and he kind of uses that as 
motivation because when he is in those like endurance events he feels like closer to him in a way yeah and so like you kind of can use those moments and and like you said for doing it for your younger self I love mm. that because she wasn't doing it she wasn't able to do it but like the version of you now is and that's something yeah. to be so proud of genuinely yeah no definitely so I want sorry no no sorry carry on <laughs> I wanted to touch on something you brought up which is the cutting out alcohol mm. Talk to me a little bit about your relationship with alcohol and what were those eight months of sobriety like? So, yeah, relationship with alcohol. Like, my early 20s, like, I was a party girl. I was backpacking for, like, the first few years of my 20s. I moved to London and I absolutely, I just loved going out. Like, <laughs> I just absolutely loved it. Um, and then in lockdown, like, just drinking, drinking so much, Um and I think I started to notice, like, that that was having a negative impact on my life, if that kind of makes sense. Um, so I cut it out for, I didn't drink last, was it last year or the year before, for eight months. And I think six weeks in. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, my mental health had like transformed. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think six weeks in my whole, like, even like my view on life, I said to my friend once that this is going to sound so ridiculous, but I said to my friend, like six weeks into my non-drinking journey, I felt like I was floating on a cloud. Wow. I just felt so happy. Yeah. Do you think the drinking was like worsening your anxiety? Not saying it was yeah. excessive, but just, you know, having alcohol. 100% affected that yeah definitely yeah 100% it was I think it was it could have been the the main almost like the main trigger of it because I think you know in life there's always going to be hurdles like there's always going to be things that come and you know knock you out your way but when you when you don't drink you have a clear mind and your emotions you're under control a little bit more if that kind of makes sense whereas if you've been out getting hammered on the weekend on the Monday if something happens at work well we all know like that yeah. anxiety feeling like it's such a it's a word that gets thrown around whereas when you actually think about what that is it's like yeah you're hungover because you drank too much the night before and now your emotions are all over the place so yeah. you feel anxious and sad and that's not a good thing no definitely and I just found that like I'm not sober like I drink once go out once a month once every two months I didn't drink in my ultra training um even like my once a month I went out last weekend and I actually just find it quite boring yeah yeah, yeah. do you think you kind of needed to go through that like party girl era though mm. to then arrive at where you are now like are you yeah. regretful of that or no not at all like I you see it like my early 20s like I just look back and just think I just had a laugh you made such a funny video of, yeah. like, like a montage of you in your 20s like just doing just funny things and it was like this chaotic music and then it was like you now yeah. running in the countryside with like this peaceful music honestly if 25 year old Jenny looked at me now she'd be like what are you doing you loser but you know like you said before when you actually cut out booze and look after yourself you do actually feel really good um yeah, yeah. so yeah like you know I'll go out and I'll drink again and at some point in my life I'll have anxiety but I just find that I enjoy my life more when I'm doing stuff for myself yeah yeah if that kind of makes sense something else you said that I thought was really interesting is that if you felt sad before you'd kind of call up a mate and be like let's go for a drink you know, yeah go to the pub or whatever whereas now you might call up a friend and be like do you want to go for a run yeah what do you think's change what was that shift in mindset um I think it was 
definitely the I guess the lockdown period right I think it's just recognizing that like for example you know back in the day a guy could do something mean to you a guy, a guy would ghost you or whatever and you'd be like I know I'm gonna go out and get really drunk and go snog some other man in, in a bar but like <laughs> really that's not really gonna help no it's kind of just like putting up the plaster over the wound like it's yeah. not really doing anything but it's a quick like fix almost 100% whereas like when you actually now if you something bad happens to you and you actually just choose the that week you know just look after yourself yeah. or do something a little bit challenging yeah like and you get you know runners high for example because I know what you're talking about I I had like not even there wasn't even anything happening I just had a little bit of a sad two days and I said to my friend let's go run like a half marathon I think it was after the 50 the ultra marathon I was like what do I do now yeah, yeah yeah like post-race blues a little bit I had that definitely mm-hmm. um so I went out and ran a half marathon amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah I find this topic of alcohol so interesting because it's something I am trying to navigate mm-hmm. obviously I'm still in my early 20s and like I do really enjoy a night out with friends and honestly like some of my funniest memories are when we've all been like silly tipsy together and just having a good time but I am also not someone that can bounce back from a hangover like my friend Jane honestly will get two hours sleep be wasted and then the next day she's like up bright and early and has a really productive day whereas I'm not like that like I need to rot in bed for like a good eight hours before I feel some like resemblance of normal yeah definitely it's it's the rotting for me I I think that's what it is I think if you can really try and get yourself out for a walk or a coffee because I'm exactly the same as you I have a friend as well who is so she she drank on the week of Hackney Half Marathon she drank Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday and went in Hackney Half Marathon and she came like 50th oh she ran the marathon she ran the half marathon and came in like the top yeah and uh, like she just is able to go and do that it's wild yeah and my mom is a little bit like she's not encouraging me to go out and get drunk but she's like you're young you're like yeah. go and have fun and I'm like I do want to have fun but then there's consequences to that and something I think has been crucial for me recently is that I kind of now have something that's more important to mm. me than going out and getting drunk yeah which is this podcast yeah because I don't want to be doing this hungover with the shakes and having a headache and not being able to like think about things. Yeah. So I kind of have to now make more informed choices. I think that's kind of like how I'm trying yeah. to balance it a little bit. Yeah. It's like you found something you're passionate about, right? And like you want to pour your heart into it. Exactly. It would yeah. be a shame to kind of mess that up because I drank too much tequila at the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and like I would just, um, I really pick and choose my occasions. Yeah, if that makes exactly. Sense. Yeah, like yeah. we went out for my birthday recently and we got drunk and it was good fun. And I also didn't have work the next day, so it didn't really matter too much. But yeah. if it's just like a random Thursday night and actually I've got stuff to do the next day, then yeah. maybe not. But I think it's also a, we were saying this earlier, like it's a real thing among kind of Gen Z or like, my generation to Mm. maybe not drink so much and also be focused on kind of health and wellness yeah I think people do get a backlash for that as well yeah no definitely so I because I actually see it a lot now um like a lot of the people like you know work with are a little bit younger and stuff like that and a lot of people gen z do seem to be focused on I don't know, like, like for example, yourself building a podcast, um, mm. like they're kind of more focused on them, themselves. I see, I feel like, because I'm a millennial and I feel like for us, it was like really cool to go out and get absolutely hammered. Interesting. Yeah. yeah like be the crazy party girl. The crazy party girl was like very cool the for ideal. us, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like living our best life would be going to a bar and then staying up in someone's kitchen until 6am <laughs> yeah. the next day. Like, you know, but for you guys, it does seem that, but... I can see people, I think people get backlash from it as well because it's a, what's the right way to say this, sensitive subject for them. They might feel insecure about the fact that they're yeah, not doing it, anything. Yeah, it's interesting because there's a guy I follow called James Warnock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did a video about it, about um, kind of cutting out alcohol and how he's like focused on other things. And there were quite a few comments like, oh, another health guy that thinks he's better than everyone because he doesn't drink. And it's like, it's not about that. It's not shaming people who do want to go out and drink. It's just, if it's not suiting your lifestyle and it's not helping you become the best version of yourself, then why does it affect anybody else? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like those sort of videos really helped me because when I first started doing it, um, 
I didn't really know many people that weren't drinking as much. Maybe like that, outside your friendship group. Yeah, or that were sober and stuff like that. And I think through social media, like you can almost gravitate towards people that are doing a similar thing to you. I remember at the time and there was only one guy I knew that was sober wow, in yeah. my gym. I was like... I was, I was like, how do I navigate this? I asked him to go for a coffee because I had no idea how to navigate actually being sober, if that kind of makes sense. <laughs> and he was the only person that I knew. But What did he say? He, what did he say? He said on occasions, it's basically like, you know, not feel pressure to kind of drink. Like one of the things I always used to do as well was when I was at a party or a social occasion, when everyone got to that stage and they're really drunk, they're not actually going to know if you're there or not. Just yeah. leave, leave, leave. Like, it was always that point. I mean, the first party I went sober, I said to myself, you know when your friends come up to you when they're drunk and they're like, I love you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, the first person that comes to me and says that, that's, that's when I know. That's your get out to go. It's my cue. And someone comes up to me at like 11 and you could just tell they were hammered. Like, I love you, Jen. And I was like, yeah, I love that's you so too. Like, funny. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. Something you said earlier as well is, if your like 25 year old self could see you now, like what yeah. would they think? I recently recorded a podcast with a mate of 23. Mm. Actually, we didn't get to 23, but things we've learned in our 20s yeah. at the age of 23. I wondered if you could impart some of your advice or lessons, and it can be on anything. Like obviously we've spoken about running, but yeah. what would you want to say to your, I don't know, 20 year old self? I've got a couple of things. Mm-hmm. The first one is that, so you know in your life when everything's going wrong so like when you lose a job or a guy or whatever it is and you know like at that time you feel like everything is going absolutely like a disaster and you feel like your life is over yeah when everything is going wrong in your life what you don't actually realize is it's actually putting you on a path to something better you just can't see it yet I have a friend right now she wants a new job she keeps applying for jobs she doesn't get them she's broke up with her boyfriend and she really feels like the world is over but the jobs that she's probably going for you know they might just not be right for her this guy was just not the right guy for her and then it's like she just doesn't realize that it's putting her on the path to something way better yeah but it's hard to see it in that moment so I would definitely tell myself that um for anyone as well is probably in that moment um the other one I would say is if he likes you you'll know if he doesn't you'll be confused yes because I've heard that before it's so good <laughs> it that was when I heard that I was like ah so because I think as well I spent so much time in my early 20s just dating just stressing about can I swear wankers let's <laughs> <laughs> call them what you want yeah yeah <laughs> just stressing about you know just just really average men who are not going to treat me well if a guy is not treating you well someone will just yeah, basically. And if you're confused and you're wondering what's going on, then he's probably just not that. You know the film, he's just not that into you. Yes. That's I so love legit. That film. And I think as well with your when you're in your early twenties, it's also navigating dating life as well, right? And it's yeah. yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of in that now. Yeah. And it's funny that you've said that because I did a video on TikTok which I mentioned to you. And it's basically saying if he wanted to, he would. Yeah. And I, I posted it thinking, oh, this is a bit cringe of me to say. And it's now like on 140K. Yeah. Like it's going quite viral because I think people agree. And it's hard to kind of notice it when you're in it because we often make excuses for pretty shitty people. Like, we do. Oh, he's just, I remember I had a boyfriend when I was like 15 and we were like dating. Yeah. And he didn't text me on Christmas Day or nah. call me or anything. And, my mom still brings it up now because the whole day I was like looking at my phone, mm. waiting, thinking, oh, he's probably just having Christmas lunch with his grandma. The whole day came and went and I heard nothing. And I oh. thought, that's so sad. You do like th- if he wanted to, he would. 100%. I, I completely agree. And I think when you have feelings for someone or you really like someone, rose tinted glasses are 100% a thing. Oh, yeah. Because if you ever sit there with a friend and you listen to what the, the excuses that they're making for this man and you just think, girl, you're blind. Yes, yes, but yes. We also yeah. do it. It's something I've also noticed is I'm single now, but I've been in a relationship. Yeah. Kind of recently. And there were a few issues and I'd always say it to my friends, but this was going on for like weeks. And now I'm out of that relationship. I see things so much clearer. And now when they're telling me about their relationship and those issues, I'm like, just dump him, like just break up with him. And it's so much easier said than done because when you're in the thick of it, it's like, 
oh no it's fine you make excuses whereas you deserve better like yeah you do I think as well there's uh, I actually saw this on Love Island and this is so, so sad but <laughs> life lessons from Love life Island. lessons from Love Island but there was um there was a couple and the guy was just quite immature right and I think there's situations sometimes where females will they're in a relationship sometimes a girl will be the girl that helps that man grow but not to her, he will, all the lessons she's taught him, he will use in his next relationship. Yeah, that is so true. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know, well, girls are normally a bit em- emotionally mature. Emotionally mature than guys, definitely. Yeah, there, I think there's so many situations like that. I see my friends go through and I'm just like, you are the, you are going to be that girl that's going to help him grow. Have you ever been there where you want a guy to do something, you want him to do this, you want him to do that, and then he never does it. Yeah. And then the next girl he meets... He yes. does it. Yes. Like you were just that girl to help him grow. Pat on the back. <laughs> Pat on the back. Like, <laughs> Are you single now? I am single. I actually have not dated for two years. Wow. Is yeah. that an active choice? Yeah. I'm so, like, I'm so comfortable like with myself. I definitely think that maybe too comfortable being single. Um, but I kind of found that, so with dating, I feel like people want chaos Mm. If that kind of makes sense. Like I, I speak to so many of my guy mates and they always say that they want, um, they like a girl kicking off. They like the drama. They kind of like the chaos. Whereas like, I just want to wake up on a Sunday and have a coffee with someone. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> someone said to me recently, like, oh, I love a girl that's a bit sassy. And like, yeah, I was like, that's just not me. Like, yeah. I actually am really nice. Like, I'll make you breakfast <laughs> and bring it to you in bed. Yeah. Like, it's, no sass there. It's so true, though. And I kind of just found, so when I started all the fitness things, that I was gaining more from that than actually um, dating, if that kind of makes sense. Yes. And I yeah. kind of just fell into, like, a loop with it um, of, like, oh, I actually haven't ended up being on a date for, like, two years. But I kind of found that. I think one of my exes was, like, you're just not arguing with me enough. And I was, like... That's so strange. I was, like, what? okay I'm gonna argue with you now yeah no I think that's really nice that you're in a position where you're Mm. content with just being on your own and obviously you are like working towards a lot of things at the minute yeah and I said that to someone recently is like I'm kind of treating the podcast like my boyfriend yeah because I am quite guilty of like wanting attention but kind of seeking validation I guess from the opposite sex whether it be like on hinge or like going out whereas now it's like oh I kind of have something else to put my time and energy into and I I care about this way more than that boy that's not replying to me 100% DM yeah no I I tried out hinge and it's I just find it a little bit exhausting and when I'm on it in my brain I'm always thinking I could actually be doing something work related or I could actually be editing a video like I actually find it like a little bit of a waste of time yeah yeah if that makes sense and someone should add to your life I think unless until I meet someone that's actually going to add to my life, I'm so comfortable on yes. my own, honestly. I'll be like 50 years old, no kids. I'll just go out to Bali and do yoga for the rest of my life. Like, I'm absolutely <laughs> sweet. That would not be a bad outcome. Yeah. That's something else mom said to me is like, someone should enhance your life. Yeah. And I have always carried that with me now. And if the minute, even if it's a friend, like the minute someone's not enhancing my life, it's like, why are they a part of it? 100% and I've been through that a lot with friends recently with like changing my lifestyle and stuff like that there's like a lot of people I've had to cut out yeah you yeah. mentioned that actually like cutting out toxic people I know that's a bit of like a buzzword but yeah why has that been important in I guess this like self-growth journey yeah well I think so when I started this I guess this journey I really looked and I was like who is stressing me out I think I always would kind of look and think is this friendship like you know at least 70 30 good because there'd be some people in my life that actually just kind of add stress to it or make me anxious or make me feel a certain way or put me down stuff like that when I actually started like removing those or just stepping back and stuff like that I actually felt my um mental health improve and also because I think as well when you can like set a boundary with someone I actually think it increases your self-worth to be like actually I don't need you like you're stressing me out I think that actually increases your self-worth because you've done something for yourself yeah if that makes sense and I think it's quite difficult with friendships because we treat them so differently to like romantic relationships Mm. whereas if like we've just said if you had a bit of a shitty boyfriend like you would dump them but with friends we kind of like 
hang on to them because they might have been in our life for a really long time or we have mutual friends so it's difficult to kind of like cut them out but actually it can be difficult but I guess what you're saying is like if they're not adding to your life and Mm. they're causing you like mental stress then they're not really worth having around definitely and I kind of found when I started to do like some fitness competitions or races or anything like that there was some people that I'd been friends with for years who didn't even like say good luck oh really yeah Yeah. and I was like that's really bizarre I think so one of my friends actually said when I was doing the ultra that she can't she can't wait for me to in her words stop bumming running so I can go out and get drunk with her and I just thought (laughs) you are pathetic like do you know what I think that is and obviously I can't speak for everybody but I think in that situation I guess you're doing something that she isn't doing Mm. and probably can't imagine herself doing because she prefers going out and getting drunk so it's like rather than cheering you on it's like I'm gonna kind of drag you down to where to where I am yeah and it was interesting as well seeing some people like that towards me because I I was very I've always been like I'm an open book I've always been very open at how like alcohols affected me and stuff like that so I always felt it was quite strange that my friends would want me to go back. Yeah, especially to that. if you, it's it's not helping you mentally. Yeah, because yeah, why would you want your friend to be feeling anxious and yeah. crap about themselves, and suddenly they're doing something that's benefiting them? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Strange behavior. Um, so just to kind of round this up a little mm-hmm. bit, what is next for you in terms of fitness goals, business yeah. goals, all of that? So I think with the girls that run, um, I want to continue like growing the community. Um, I'm kind of like, so I'm in a a stage now where I never expected it to be um, a thing. Yeah. (laughs) But a few girls would show up and have a croissant and and kind of like chill out together. But, you know, I wanted to, now I've seen it be successful. Like I want it to grow. I want the community to grow. What that looks like, I'm not too sure yet what I'm going to do with it. Like, I would really, classic, I would love merch. Like, yeah, yeah, because is it free? Yeah, so the Run Club is free, so I'm not actually like, monetizing on that. I always said, like, I'm not going to charge people for a, sure, yeah. a Run Club, because I actually just love doing it. But, like, merch, I would love to do um, some running holidays with the girls. We've mm. actually spoke about that. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I like to go away as so a group. coming along. Yeah, come along. <laughs> um and I guess just continue to, I, I really like making videos. So continue to hopefully grow my platform. Um, and in terms of fitness goals, what's next after a 50K? 100? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how do you go up from there? I know, literally. I think at some point, so I have signed up to my next ultra marathon. It's next May. So I'm actually going to spend a bit of time just getting stronger. Hopefully, maybe a, a tiny bit faster um and I do really want to because my original goal was to run 50k in six hours mm-hmm. but because of the heat on the day yeah it just wasn't possible yeah. right so I know at some point I'm just gonna put my trainers on and just go run 50k around London and I know I'm gonna do it like yeah, so amazing do that and then yeah I guess 100k I'd like to go away and do some like ultras abroad and stuff like that but I've seen I keep seeing Ironmans on Instagram <laughs> But I can't swim at all. No, I'm terrible at yeah. swimming. I actually am bad at cycling, so I could just do the running part. And that's that's what I mean. I think, like, I've seen a few. There was one in Barcelona that's just gone, so I saw a few people do that on Instagram, and that left me feeling a bit inspired. But, okay, yeah, I'm not sure. But I think for now I'm focused on um, the the running community and trying to grow that, that and Absolutely. see what it could be. Amazing. So my last question to you, which I ask everybody, is if you had to give one quote... Mm-hmm. Or piece of advice or a mantra to help people achieve their personal best, yeah. what would it be? Just show up. Literally. Just don't even think. Just the best results happen when you just show up and don't deep it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Even for myself, like people were like, How did you go from that? And is I just I just showed up. <laughs> I just ran. So true. And it's yeah. like you didn't you didn't wait until suddenly you were an amazing runner and you felt really mm. confident. Like you just started from day one and that's all anybody can do yeah I think a lot of people I did um, a um, piece of content on this a lot of people wait until they're good to start something so for that example that was Ree's one it was um, yeah. don't wait till you're good to start yeah it's like no like you you shouldn't wait until you're good to go to a run club 
you just have to honestly I kind of think if you this is going to sound slightly ridiculous but if you just uh slightly you know the quote on Instagram that's like being Delulu is the Salulu <laughs> yeah. throw yourself into a situation head first with absolutely no idea what you're doing and you will um be so much better than if you question what to do for six months absolutely and then go in yeah and I think as well you could research every single area mm-hmm. of running of the best training plan and the best trainers and the best run club to go to and then you've overwhelmed yourself with so much information that yeah like, you don't even know where to begin at that point so it's like if you just put your trainers on and get out the door just show that's up that's the best thing you can do 100% there was um this girl that I was watching and she was saying that um she found in her life she it was more like business businessy but she found that the women who had more success actually in the beginning just threw themselves in kind of head first no idea what they're doing yeah. and le- learn along the way definitely rather than people that like kind of do all this research like you said right and then like try and go into it slowly like honestly throw yourself in head first delusional and you'll have more success <laughs> Perfect. So where can people go if they want to find you on social media or check out the Run Club? Yes, so the Run Club is Girls That Run London, um, LDN. The link to it is on my actual Instagram. So it's Jenny4Wise underscore fit. All the other Ys were taken. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Same on TikTok. Um, Yeah, it's Girls That Run. There's a Strava group as well. Um, for the run club so girls that run London um, as well so I literally just post the runs in there and people can just show up amazing thank you so much I mean I know your Instagram bio says a runner and a stunner and that you are honestly thank Thank you you. so much for today I feel like we've spoken about so much good stuff that I hope is really useful to people listening I know I've kind of forgot that I'm on a podcast (laughs) okay cut the cameras thank you very much (laughs) thank you Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jenny. If you did, please leave a review or share this podcast on social media so that more people can listen. Anyway, I'll see you next week for another exciting episode. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 